Today's episode of the WAC Podcast is brought to you by Hercules Tires, the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference. And now here's your host, Eric Danner. Welcome to the WAC Podcast. My name is Eric Danner, joined today by Michael Navarrete. He is Assistant Director of Media Relations for the Western Athletic Conference. First time on the show, Michael. Welcome. Yep. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm a... <laughs> Slightly nervous, but we'll, we'll get through it, and, and yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this one's audio only, and if, if people could see, you got these <laughs> notebook sheets of paper with all your all your notes on them. Yeah, I can assure you we're not going to get through half of these notes, <laughs> but but they're there. So, Michael, tell tell our audience a, a little bit about yourself, how you got to the WAC, and, uh, and what you do. Yeah, so um, like, like Eric said, I'm the Assistant Media Relations Director here. I actually came from New Mexico State. I started as the intern. Uh, and so I loved it enough to, to stick around when they asked me to stick around. And I, I just lucked out and ended up in this position. And, and now I'm the volleyball contact. Well, just currently, I guess, volleyball contact, cross country. And we're doing uh, tennis just got rolling. So and then once we get into the later parts of the year, I'll be doing some other stuff. But, uh, yeah, excited to be here. And I think I was talking to Chris about it. It's like we're in full sprint mode now. You know, like we were. In August, we were kind of at a light jog, and now we're we're moving. <laughs> like there's sports going, basketballs around the corner, and it's 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 exciting. It's crazy when you think about this past spring when all the sports were going at the same time. How we got through that. Now we're into this where it's even diff- it's, it's it's busy. I, I I don't know if it's more busy than it was in the spring, but it feels like it is. Right. No. I, I yeah. I think that I we should be back in the normal swing of things, but for <laughs> some reason it does feel busier, and and I think. The spring should have made that feel even lighter. You right. know, the spring was just chaotic. I, I don't. I still don't know how we got <laughs> through that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm still a little bit overwhelmed, but I shouldn't be. Um, but we're we're making it work, I guess. And you also became a dad in the past year. I sure did. Yeah, I got a beautiful daughter at home. Uh, she's doing great. We had to send her to daycare, so we're not loving that. We're going through those stages yeah, right yeah. now. Um, but yeah, me and my wife are just. Happy to be in Denver and, yeah, just happy to welcome a girl to the world. Yeah, my daughter's in college now, so it's it's a little oh, different man. stage of life there. So, <laughs> yeah, that's but, what uh, I think everyone's told me, like, just enjoy the little moments because we were, we're only at seven months, but it feels like just yesterday she was born. So And, and yeah, you, you worry about every single thing that they do, everything they eat, everything they're right. And then when they go to college, you're kind of the same way you're worrying because you just hope that you raise them the right way <laughs> and that they don't right. fall into the you know wrong group of friends right. or what what have you. So there's always always worrying when you're a parent. But uh, let's get into WAC sports here good. since this is the WAC podcast, uh, WAC football. Uh, we had our second week of action this past week. We went four and two. We meaning the, the WAC. The WAC school's going four and two. So pretty good showing. And the home teams in particular played well this week. Right. No, I, I think we, we won all the games we were supposed to uh, handily. And, and I think we we made some people think about <laughs> WAC football differently. I think that Texas Tech game was – that was a barn burner. And I, I think that we we surprised a lot of people. I think uh, Stephen F. Austin really surprised a lot of people with that Texas Tech game. Uh, dropped a couple, but I, I think those those – Ones that we dropped, there's some really good programs that we lost to. I think Weber State's a really good school, and, and UTSA has been – they've turned a corner like no other school in, in the country. I think they, they've looked different these last couple of <laughs> yeah. years. They look really, really UTSA good. UTSA Illinois the week before in Illinois, of course, right. beat Nebraska in the opener. So they, right. they're they legit. Sam Houston, number one team in the country. They beat Southeast Missouri 52-14. to 14. Watching that game, Michael, Sam Houston – 
just has another gear that they can put it into. Right. It was pretty close early on, and then they have the ability to break those big plays. Ramon Jefferson, which was our whack top play of the week, by the way, his 70-yard run with tacklers is bouncing Carrying off of him. Absolutely. And, and their defense also, there's just so much team speed for the Bearcats. Right. No, they, they make plays all over the field in all aspects of, of the game. They they do well on the run. Eric Schmidt does a great job over through the air. They Their defense is stacked. Uh, I think that they – they don't have any weaknesses, and they look like the true number one team in the nation. I think they've showed that these first couple of weeks, and and hopefully they continue to do so. Yeah, it'll be pretty interesting. Uh, fear the FCS. You're seeing that hashtag everywhere. Jacksonville State, who's in the AQ7 with our WAC schools, knocking off Florida State on the last play of the game. <laughs> that was an unreal <laughs> game. That was just an unreal scene. I still have no idea what happened on the back end of that play uh, to end that game. I, I don't think anyone was in the right position because it looked like he just waltzed into the end zone too easily. Um, But for them to get that win, that was so big, especially uh, Florida State coming off of a really, really, really close fought game with Notre Dame the week before, and maybe that had something to do with it. They were on a come down, but that was such, such a big win for Jackson State and such a big win for the FCS. Abilene Christian beat Louisiana College 62 to seven stone Earl, the quarterback at six touchdown passes. And ACU, they, they, they cruised in that one. Yeah, it, he Stone Earl had a Madden stat line. Six <laughs> passes, six touchdown passes. 18 of 19. One incompletion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he was unreal, and I think he deservedly he won the Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, and I think uh, you look at Darius Lewis, too. He had a Tyree Kill stat line himself. <laughs> he, four catches for 131 yards. Like th- those, He was just running up and down the field with no one touching him. Uh, and so they – they were just explosive this week and they went seven for seven in the red zone when they got into the red zone they got the job done and, and that's just uh, that's just a sign of a good offense and great coaching they, they do a really good job down there abilene christian will be hosting ut permian basin so two back-to-back home games there tarleton handled fort lewis 54 to 7 they have the defensive player of the week do the texans right yeah and, and I, I saw that uh, tj harris he he was all over the field he he set up camp in the backfield. I, I think he had two and a half tackles for loss, including the safety and 12 tackles. He was flying around the field and and offensively Tarleton's run game. They could not be stopped. That offensive line was making holes that I could have ran through 347 rushing yards, five touchdowns on the ground. They had four different running backs with at least 50 yards. They, they just, they couldn't do any wrong. Uh, so, and right in front of a huge crowd too. I, I saw that they had over 12,000 people there. Um, just, yeah, great showing for them. Yeah, and their home opener. They will be traveling to Arlington this weekend to play Southern Utah, who's going to be in the WAC next year. That's going to be at Globe Life Park, the former Texas Rangers stadium. So that'll be one to check out this week on ESPN+. Plus. That's our featured matchup of the week on WAC Football Friday. And we're going to talk to Tarleton coach Todd Witten in our next segment as part of that uh, Football Friday segment. So That'll be a fun one to watch. Uh, you mentioned Weber State handling uh, Dixie State there. Weber, of course, number 10 team in the country. Dixie, uh, we, we had uh, Paul Peterson on last week. Such a tough schedule. They have six ranked FCS teams. This week they play at UC Davis, the number 14 team in the country. Right. It, it just doesn't get any easier for them. I mean, they're setting themselves up to see the best competition, so I think that they're they're doing the right things by themselves because they're going to they're gonna know what they need to do. They need, they, they're going to see where they need to get better and – and so playing a really good schedule, I think that, yeah, Coach Paul Peterson, he's got to be 
he's got to be feeling a little overwhelmed. <laughs> but they, they looked good in the first half last week, and so there's things to build on. And I think that they're headed in the right direction, and playing some of these tough schools and playing some of these top schools in the nation is only going to make them better. So, yeah. UC Davis, their head coach is Dan Hawkins. Uh, okay. A lot of people around these parts remember Dan Hawkins when he was at the University of Colorado before that, Boise State. And he's uh, now got the Aggies going in the right direction there at UC Davis. Uh, the other uh, road game that we'll see this week is Lamar traveling to Northern Colorado. We do the show here in Denver at the conference office. Greeley just up the road a little ways. And they're coached by Ed McCaffrey and their quarterbacks, Dylan McCaffrey, who transferred from Michigan. Yeah, the McCaffrey family, they're, they're doing something right over there. I, I think uh, they, they're coming off a big win over Houston Baptist, too. So we'll see what they can do uh, against Lamar. I think Lamar should give a, a good fight. Um, and I know some of our staff is going to make the trip up to, the, to Greeley to go check out that game. So it should be a fun one. Stephen F. Austin will host Mississippi Valley State. Of course, uh, their famous alumni is uh, Jerry Rice. Right. Yeah, that's a I think I, I think I recognize that name from somewhere. <laughs> His son plays um, for Colorado, by the way. Is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Wow, yeah. Um, Jerry Rice was actually in the news recently talking. I, I heard uh, John Gruden mentioning that Darren Waller was the best co- player that he's ever coached. And some <laughs> people were, did, did you realize you coached Jerry Rice? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, a little bit of a Mississippi Valley State connection there. <laughs> so what, one of your uh, duties here in the WAC, so you're the contact for volleyball, Michael, and we're well into the season here. Of course, volleyball Early in the year, there's a lot of tournaments, a lot of uh, matches going on, multiple matches in a day. So it's a little different in the early season than when we see it once we get into uh, conference play. Right. Yeah, I know. And I, I think we've, man, we've had some good showings from some really good teams. I think Grand Canyon has by far been the most dominant team uh, in, in WAC volleyball. They're top five in kills per set, hitting percentage, assists per set, aces, digs per set. Just run down the list. They They look really, really strong this year. Uh, they, they're led by a freshman, Mackenzie Wise, who leads the way with 3.92 kills per set. So she's looking really, really good in her first year down in Phoenix. And, um, yeah, volleyball, I think we're, we're in the swing of things now. We, we've got conference play starting next week. So this will be the last full week of non-conference play. So we still have some really good matchups. I know Tarleton's going to face a couple, three really, really, really good schools this, year, this week. Uh, Utah Valley gets number 15 BYU at home. Uh, they just won last night over, over Utah State. They handled business down there. So yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, yeah. so they they uh, they looked they they were struggling a little bit early, but they they put it together. Kazantan Navasa is arguably the best player in the WAC, and and she she looked the part last night. She was really dominant. And uh, but yeah. they also beat Hawaii earlier in right. the season. Yeah, no, I think Utah Valley is someone to watch. Their their record is not um, it is not reflective of wh- what the team they are. I think that they. They were the preseason whack favorite in the West, and rightfully so. I think that they, they'll, they'll get a chance to show what they can do early. They have Grand Canyon and New Mexico State on the schedule early in conference play. I think those are their first two matches. And so uh, we'll get to see some really exciting <laughs> matches right off the bat. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. And uh, along those lines, I think Chicago State has been one of the biggest surprises of the year Absolutely. across all sports. They, they're already at six wins. Since 1988, I was looking at it. It's 1988. When they went Division One, they've only won six or more games eight times. Wow. And they've already reached six six, six match wins. Yeah, and they had the win nine. in the WAC tournament last right. year. So that if there was a sign of things to come, it yeah. was certainly that. No, absolutely. Tony Trufanov is doing doing something special over there, and so they're, they're headed in the right direction. Uh, and then you look in the Southwest Division, that it's just super, super tight. Sam Houston's leading the way. Ashley Lewis, Bree Chaussey, Hannah Baker, they're, they're – 
got that team rolling. But there's five of six teams down there with within two matches of first first place. So uh, we we got some really competitive volleyball in the WAC. WAC Players of the Week brought to you by Ticket Smarter. The Offensive Player of the Week goes to Abilene Christian middle blocker Brianna Box. The uh, NM State libero Darian Markham is the Defensive Player of the Week, and the Setter of the Week goes to Luana. I know I was going to screw Emiliano. that one up. <laughs> Go ahead and say it again. Emiliano. Emiliano yep. from UTRGV. So congratulations to our Ticket Smarter Players of the Week. Yeah, no, they, the, all three of those girls well-deserved. They looked really, really good. Bree Box stood out, 31 kills on 51 swings, a 588 hitting percentage. So really, really strong week from her. Women's soccer, we... Uh, uh, again, have divisions in in women's soccer. I don't believe uh, men's soccer we do this year, but it's uh, early in the season. But uh, right now, the the West Division seems to have some. At least when you look at the standings, again, it's hard to tell with who they've played. But uh, Seattle U, of course, has been a powerhouse the last few years. GCU, Utah Valley, and uh, Utah Valley won the WAC tournament last year, and we saw Sadie Brockbank. Uh, she was on WAC top play this week as well with uh, two sensational goals from her. Yeah, no, I think all, all three of those those programs are are really really strong this year. Seattle U, I think, is out for some revenge. They probably looked the best this early on, um, at least like you said in the standings. And Leahi Manti and Sydney Carr, they're they're almost unstoppable. And so I think they're out for blood this year after falling in the in the WAC tournament last year. And on the in the Southwest Division. Stephen F. Austin was picked to win. Right now they're 2-4-1, but they've been playing some powerhouses uh, over the uh, past few weeks. Our WAC Ticket Smarter Players of the Week, of course, uh, Sadie Brockbank is the Player of the Week. She actually had three goals on the weekend, and then Seattle used Jessica Berlin is our Defensive Player of the Week. She's a goalkeeper and had a key role in the Red Hawks' 2-1 win over Washington State this past week. Yeah, no, I think the, those girls, they stood out this week to us, and uh, deserve those awards for sure the red hawks will be hosting washington on thursday that's seven o'clock pacific new mexico state uh, will be playing new mexico that's always a fun one to watch that that'll be on the uh, whack digital network as the seattle u game will be on espn plus Stephen f austin travels to baylor so again uh, until we get into conference play it's uh, you know the the competition uh, varies from school to school yeah absolutely yeah we've got some tough schedules and so it, it'll be exciting to finally get to conference play and see what those girls, what those, uh, how those teams match up against each other. Men's soccer, it's the sport we, generally speaking, knock on wood, get two bids. Uh, and it's also a sport where we have uh, quite a few affiliates. So men, the Mountain West does not have men's soccer. So Air Force, San Jose State, UNLV, all in the whack in men's soccer, as well as Incarnate Word and Houston Baptist. So it's it's pretty uh, competitive top to bottom. And Grand Canyon won the regular season last year, went to the NCAAs, got an at-large bid. Air Force actually got the automatic bid. But Grand Canyon with uh, new head coach Leonard Griffin, they're at 4-1 and one on top of the standings so far. Yeah, they, they haven't missed a beat from last year. They... They've cracked the top 25 this this uh, this week. Their only losses to the number f- then number five Washington, who's now climbed to number three. So that was not a bad loss by any means. Uh, and they've already knocked off number 22 Oregon State. They did that two weeks ago. I think you guys talked about that a little bit last week. Um, and yeah, Grand Canyon gets to see Seattle U in week one of whack play. So that'll be one of the best matchups <laughs> of the year. Again, it's kind of similar to volleyball. You get you get to find out who you're what you're made of week one. 
Uh, and so that, that'll be fun. I think uh, Utah Valley is looking really, really good this year too. They, they got number three Washington tomorrow night uh, over on ESPN Plus. So that's going to be a good one to check out too. Players of the Week brought to you by Ticket Smarter, Thaddeus Doing of Air Force, a sophomore forward. His uh, brother Austin Doing was a great player for the Falcons as well, scored twice to help uh, Air Force in their uh, home openers. They tied Cal State Fullerton. I was watching that match. They are up 3-0. Cal State Fullerton came back, tied it with nine seconds to go. <laughs> oh, uh, 3-3, I, and then there was no scoring over. I, I think I did hear about that. Yeah, no, I think – Late goals in college soccer are unlike any other because you know when the clock is going to run out. Like in professional soccer, you're watching that clock. There's going to be extra time. We know it's coming. In college soccer, you're counting down 10, 9, and, and there's always some, <laughs> some magic at the, end of those, at the end of those games. And then they came back on Sunday and, and just blew out Evansville 5-1 to one in that one. I think they were uh, not too happy about the result from uh, Friday night. <laughs> And then on the uh, defensive side, Isai Easley of Grand Canyon is the player of the week. He's from Kona, Hawaii. He stepped up big for the Lopes, playing every single minute against 22nd-ranked Oregon State and at home against Perennial Power St. Mary's. That was kind of a fun night uh, as well because they had a huge crowd at GCU. Yeah, no, that, I mean, just across the board in all sports, GCU does a great job of filling seats, and, and it carries over to, to men's soccer, and I think – that team is one of the most fun teams to watch in the nation. So if you're in Phoenix, you should definitely go check out some low soccer. Yeah, the, the Havocs, uh, both at volleyball and soccer so far this year, have been coming out in droves. I know GCU, I believe they set an attendance record for the school for volleyball. And, and men's soccer didn't look like there was very many seats to be had the other night either. Right. No, and volleyball, they're, they're actually ranked fifth in the nation right now in attendance uh, per, per match. So they're, they're filling seats over there, and it's, it's a fun environment for sure. CBU picked up a big win as well. They beat crosstown rival UC Riverside in overtime on a golden goal by Tate Vacas. <laughs> yeah, no, a golden goal again. Like that's it's just it's a, it doesn't get any better than that. You you, uh, you win, everyone gets to storm the field and dogpile, and yeah, that, that's that's good stuff. Well, Michael, want to thank you for uh, pitching in this week uh, as the co-host. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk football with head coach of Tarleton. Todd Witten, you're listening to the WAC Podcast. Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference and for over 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. Welcome back to WAC Football Friday. I'm Eric Danner, now joined by Todd Witten, the head football coach at Tarleton State University. Coach Witten, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Coach, you're starting the season off one and one, two games under your belt. Can you give me an assessment of your team after two games? Well, I think we're in a pretty good spot. Um, we're, we're playing hard. Uh, great effort. So I'm you know, really pleased with that. Uh, we went on the road and opened with Stephen F. Austin, um, you know, a team that we're very familiar with. And at times we played pretty well. We came out of there with some, I think, with some guys that uh, made some real improvement. And I think we made improvement overall as a team. We turned it over three times, which you really can't do in a close ball game. Got beat 20 to 10. And then last week we hosted uh, Fort Lewis and, and we made improvements and, and, and play better, and we're, we're, we were able to come away with a win. But overall, I, I like where we're at, and, and you know, we've been able to learn 
about some of our young guys. And so, um, and, you know, we need to be uh, getting to where we are playing, getting close to uh, mid-season form. It's still a little bit early, but we're going to play a really good uh, Southern Utah team. And so uh, we need to make some, we need to make more improvement, but, but I like our team. We got we got good foot speed. Um, you know, I think I think we're we have a chance to to have a good season. And so, um, you know, and that can be difficult sometimes during during the transition. But uh, but I think we've got a good football team. You mentioned the win over Fort Lewis this past weekend, fifty four to seven. Linebacker DJ Harris, the ticket smarter defensive player of the week, he had thirteen tackles, a safety. Uh, a sack and a half. He's really turned up his game this year, hasn't he? Absolutely. And he's uh, he's a really good young player for us. And he's been playing <clears throat> since his freshman year. So uh, we're really proud of him. And, and we've got a lot of young guys. We're playing about 20 freshmen every Saturday. So uh, not all of them are starters or full-time players. Some of them are. But uh, so we certainly kind of have a youth movement a little bit. And so uh, with that, we've got a really good senior class. And so uh, they're kind of uh, helping us hold things together here. These seniors, Coach, what, when they came in, did they have an idea that they would be playing Division One football by their senior year uh, like they are right now? Well, I'm pretty sure we probably told them that. But as coaches, we didn't really know. Um, we were just out recruiting and saying whatever we thought would help us. Um, and so, um, you know, we had drawings of – a renovated stadium, which is now renovated and done, that we, we showed these kids. This was six years ago. And so, um, you know, these are these guys are super seniors, if that's the way you say that, and a lot of them. And so um, when they got here, we weren't very good. We did manage to go 500 our first two seasons, and then and then we went 12-1 and one and 11-1 and one and won our league. And then we hired Dr. Hurley, and, and within just a matter of weeks, we – Join the WAC and uh, very thankful. I think the WAC is, uh, is just an incredible opportunity for us. I think it's a great conference and you know, filled with really, really good people. And so, Eric, um, uh, we just couldn't be more happy, you know, for this opportunity. But no, these these seniors are they're ecstatic now to be playing a full Division One season, and, and uh, so so many blessings. Coach, you got to play at home this past weekend and ha having a full crowd. I, I know you played in the spring last year, didn't have that opportunity maybe to have that that kind of attendance. What did that mean for your team and just the atmosphere there in Stephenville? Oh, it was huge. And I don't, I don't know if you've ever been to Stephenville. If not, you should come visit. We, we will be there, I'm sure, in the next uh, few months, if not uh, the next year. Good. Um, but we have great, great student involvement. Um, we have we have a great community in Stephenville, and and um, our our we have a really good fan base, and so we our stadium was full. I don't know what the headcount was, but it was full. The tailgating areas were completely sold out, and so it was a great atmosphere for to, to hold a college football game. And so I love playing at home. Uh, you know, as a football coach, we're thankful every Saturday. You know wherever we get to play, but it's, it's always special to be a part of this Tarleton atmosphere. And uh, so um, our guys were, were excited and 
you know, after opening the season on the road, they were happy to be back home. On the offensive side of the ball, Coach, you were able to rush for 347 yards in that uh, win over Fort Lewis. Daniel Wright, 115 yards in that game, second in the whack and rushing right now. Is that uh, your your style of play this year? Is that going to be ground and pound? Or are you going to – does it kind of depend on, on the opponent? Well, yeah, all of the above. Um, you know, if you go back and look at us over the last three or four years, we run the ball well. And uh, in 2018 and 2019, we were in the top two or three teams in the country uh, rushing the football. So – uh, it's who we are, and for us to reach our goals, I think you've got to run the ball really well. Um, but we're, you know, usually we're kind of balanced, um, um, but probably a little heavy on the run side. And so when we've been really, really good, we we have we we've run the ball a little more than we've thrown it. So I was glad to see us be able to go and do that. And we only ran for 90 yards against uh, Stephen F. And so, I, and I, I had regrets that we didn't, that I didn't call more um, runs, that we didn't run the ball a little bit more. So we're going to try not to let that happen again, but we got a lot of guys, some opportunities to carry the ball and, and a lot of really good work for, for a lot of guys on our team. Big game this week as Tarleton faces Southern Utah, a team that will be in the WAC next year. That's going to be at Globe Life Park in Arlington, Texas, coach. And those kind of games where you get to play in a big stadium like that, that, that has a little extra juice, doesn't it? Yeah, that's, you know, great for these, these guys that play college football um, at great venue. And so, um, you know, these kids have worked really, really hard. Uh, the Southern Utah guys, our guys. And so I think it'll be fun. Um, I spoke with um, Coach Maskell over at Midwestern. They played their last Saturday night against Commerce. And he said it's a really, really good venue and, and uh, it's well run. And so um, I think this is going to be a really good thing for everybody involved. As far as scouting uh, Southern Utah, Coach, here's a team that they played a couple FBS opponents to start the year in uh, San Jose State and then Arizona State, a top 25 team uh, last week. What have you been able to glean from the uh, game tape so far? Well, I think they're very well coached. They, they play hard. Uh, they're solid in all three phases. Um, you know, they went one in five in the spring season and the five losses, every one of them were like a field goal or less. I mean, they could have been five and one, uh, just as easily. And so, um, I, they've got a good squad. They've got, they've got uh, number eight, a great linebacker on the defensive side. Uh, they've got a great offensive lineman, both, you know, bona fide, uh, NFL prospects. Um, so. We, I've been really impressed watching them, and, and uh, yeah, I think they've got a good football team. We're talking with Todd Witten, the head football coach at Tarleton State University, the Texans head coach. He's been there 12 years, but, Coach, this is your, your third time around, kind of an interesting path back to Tarleton, uh, leading them in Division One. Kind of tell us a little bit about your journey. Well, um, you know, we had some really good teams here about 20 years ago. And um, we uh, made the playoffs, and we had really good records. And and um, I got the opportunity to go and be the head coach at Sam Houston. And I went and did that for five years. And uh, I guess after the 2009 season, um, I was fired there. And then I was an assistant coach for um, 
six years, five or six years, and, and bounced around a little bit. And then, um, you know, got the opportunity to come back to Tarleton, which really, you know, over my 33 years of coaching college football, this has been my, my absolute favorite place. And I would say this is home. And so um, I got to coach my son. He was on the team. He was a senior. And so, um, you know, what a special thing that was. And uh, I had barely ever seen him play, uh, you know, as I was off coaching. And so um, it's just been such a blessing. And, you know, Tarleton's just been so good to me and my family. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't have any idea how I actually – why they brought me back, but uh, and nobody goes somewhere for a third time, right? So um, it was just uh, it was just a blessing and and uh, probably something I didn't deserve, but uh, very thankful that they uh, gave me this opportunity and trusted this great program uh, over to me, and and uh, it's been a lot of fun. We've had a lot of success, and now you know the greatest part of it is this new journey uh, with the WAC in the Division One, And, uh, you know, I, I think we're going to do great. Yeah, never burn any bridges, Coach. That's, that's uh, something I always tell uh, people that I work with. At the same time, Coach, you mentioned the WAC. You were in the WAC uh, when it was, you know, a different conference. I mean, it was same name, but you're at Wyoming, uh, UTEP. You, you've had mm -hmm. some experience in the WAC before. Yeah, I have great memories of the WAC and traveling around to great venues and, and, um, you know, playing at Air Force and BYU and going to Hawaii and um, just so many, um, uh, you know, the WAC's been a great league for many, many, many years. And so uh, I'm excited. I, I just think there's so many new and really cool things ahead of us in the WAC, um, you know, in all sports, but um, putting together our FCS league for now and, and uh, which I think is going to be one of the tops in the country. And uh, defending national champ, Sam Houston's in here. Uh, I can tell you, we played Stephen F. Austin two weeks ago. They're a really good football team. And so uh, I think the WAC will be represented very well. I think we're going to have a really good football team as well before it's over. And so, um, you know, I think the WAC's great. And um, everybody in the country knows about the WAC. And so, you know, what a great way for, for all of us to get started with a new football league. Uh, with a, with a great brand name like the WAC. You mentioned, Coach, you spent some time at Sam Houston. Also, Stephen F. Austin, you're in the uh, Hall of Fame there as a quarterback. So may, maybe that's that's another wrinkle maybe people don't know too much about you as a as a football player and that you spent some time in the NFL as well. I, I, had, I enjoyed uh, a, a good career at Stephen F. We had some good teams. We were conference champs my junior year. I will always remember that. I've got a ring. For that, that was a special time. Uh, I was a free agent with the New England Patriots. And after the first practice, I knew without a doubt that I was not good enough <laughs> to play in that league. However, um, I enjoyed the three weeks, maybe a month, that I was allowed to stay at camp. And uh, Steve, uh, Tony Eason was our starter. Steve Grogan was the backup. And the third guy was a guy named Tom Ramsey. And they were really, really good guys, and they were really nice to me. So I was the free agent rookie. Uh, you know, I would go down and throw routes to the receivers or to the secondary guys or, you know, just whatever needed to be done. Uh, 
you know, a lot of guys, a lot of people refer to those to me, the people like that as a camp arm. And, and that's really all I was. I, I took a few snaps in, in one preseason game, but, um, but there wasn't any doubt. Um, I had a good college career, but I was not, I wasn't going to make it in the NFL, but I do cherish the, the time I got to spend there. And I went back and even played in the strike a few months later back in 1987. So, um, was able to make a little money to help fund grad school. And so, um, but a lot of really good memories. And also as a baseball player coach, you got drafted by the Phillies. Yeah, and really that's probably where, I, where I, most of my talent, if I had any talent was, was on the baseball field. I just didn't really enjoy baseball. And, and I loved the, the uh, camaraderie we had, you know, on our football teams. I like you know, the week-long practice gearing up to one game on Saturday night. And uh, I knew at an early age I wanted to be a football coach. And so um, I, I really, really had a passion to, to play college football. And very thankful to a guy named Jim Hess, our head coach at Stephen F. back in those days for giving me the opportunity. Coach, I want to thank you for taking some time out. I know it's a busy week with the big game coming up against Southern Utah. And good luck. Thank you very much. My pleasure to be here. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at waxsports.com.